0: You Can Stop Competing, You're Both Hardcore by Teresa Phillips. Remember that handsome man who seduced you about a year ago acting all suave and sexy? Now he's asleep on the couch, drooling with a scratchy five o'clock shadow and a level of hygiene that harkens back to his middle school days. The baby screaming, he is obliviously snoring as the rage sneaks in and sets up camp in the deep recesses of your sleep-deprived, half-working brain. The next morning, as you walk in a zombie trance into the kitchen, wearing a dirty pair of leggings and an unclipped nursing tank, revealing a less appealing version of a wardrobe malfunction, he complains about how tired he is. There is no memory of that suave, seductive man left in your mind, only the blackness of rage as the mom cano erupts words of caustic lava on his unsuspecting head. This is not possibly the man you loved and married and let into your pants. This is someone completely different, your baby daddy. Babies change a marriage. It is a statistical fact that marital satisfaction tanks in the child-rearing years, and for good reason. You committed to the romantic notion of starting a family only to discover that this beautiful stroller walk in the park is actually an effort to scale Mount Everest without training or oxygen. Your life has changed more drastically than you ever imagined it could. And while you think you are in this together, your experience of these changes is drastically different. And the disparity with which you experience the chaos of parenthood can result in division and conflict. This was one of the biggest struggles I went through as a new mom until I finally decided to stop competing with my better half. My husband does this trail race every year called the Dirty Duel. It's run late in the fall, so it's a cold and muddy endeavor. The unique thing about the race is there are two paths you can run. One is called long and difficult, and the other is called short and brutal. Pick your poison, either path you take, it's going to be rough, but either route will bring you to the finish line. That's how it is with co-parenting. You're both on the same mission to raise a reasonable human being and responsible member of society, but you and your baby daddy are on very different, but equally grueling paths. It took me many years, four children, and several arguments to realize that my experience of parenthood is fundamentally different from my husband's. It started after our oldest, Lily, was born. I realized my whole world changed an incomprehensible amount, while his life looked much the same on the outside. He took a few days off work and then he returned to work. I was a jumble of hormones, fat and unshowered in perpetual lounge pants, struggling to find a routine with this terrifyingly powerful seven-pound being. He got up and went to work, just like he had every other day of his adult life. When he got home, he would snuggle the baby, play a few rounds of peekaboo and kiss her goodnight, all the fun stuff minus the engorged breasts and cabin fever. This did not feel like a joint venture. We were not equals on this journey. My life resembled nothing close to what it was before. Even when I did get away to work part-time as a therapist while my mom watched Lily, it was a totally different routine than when I had worked before becoming a parent. Not only did I have to pack her up with blankets, diapers, toys, clothes, breast milk, etc. and drop her off before I even started my day, but I did it all with an ache in my heart. I couldn't just go To work and do the magic of healing lives, I had to tear my mind and heart away from this tiny being who occupied such huge amounts of space in both. And then there was the pumping. No matter what anyone says, you can try to preserve your previous way of life and make it look the same as it did before, but it is counterfeit. Your very being is changed when you created that life. And even going through the same motions is fundamentally different than it was before. There is no going back. Thus began the ultimate case of the grass is greener. I would covet my husband's apparent freedom while he would envy my abundant time with my children. I would think, at least you get out of the house for more than a haggard grocery store run with a screaming baby. You can dress like an adult and go to work where you feel successful. Must be nice. And he would think, at least you get to be home all day wearing comfy clothes and cuddling our baby. You see every one of her firsts and nap while she naps. Must be nice. The reason raising kids can be such a divisive time in marriage is because we expect to do it together, to share the same struggles, to commiserate together, problem-solve together, cry together, and celebrate together. But that is very hard to do when our struggles are so very different. I may be overwhelmed being knee-deep in baby all day while his heart aches from being away from his children. It's difficult to support someone who has the problems you wish you had and doesn't appreciate them as the blessings you wish you had. We've had numerous conversations like this, trying to get support and acknowledgement for our sacrifices, but they just end up in a verbal competition over who has the hardest job and who's a bigger martyr for the family. Ergo division. It took me a long time to get it, but I finally learned that I have to stop competing with him. We are both hardcore, awesome parents working towards the same goal. Long and difficult or short and brutal, we are both struggling and persevering to the finish line. I need to honor his work and sacrifice instead of just wanting credit for my own, and sometimes our struggles with our own position are best shared with other moms or other dads to gather the support and commiseration we seek. Joe is still my best friend, and when it comes to talking about our kids, nobody else can appreciate so deeply the silly little stories about what one kid did or said that day. No one else celebrates as fully the successes of our children or mourns as deeply their struggles. In that way, he is my partner without substitute. And I know that one day the kids will grow up and move away, and we will once again be able to look at each other's faces for more than 35 seconds without interruption. I know that marital satisfaction curve will swing its way back up. For now, we just have to realize that we are in the trenches, and we need to give each other a healthy dose of grace, love, and understanding. Supporting when we can, finding support from other moms or dads when we can't, and trying to remember why we married each other in the first place. Hang in there, Mama, and every once in a while, take a glance to your right, and remember, he's fighting in the trenches with you.
1: Teresa, I so appreciate you sharing this with our community today. And as a way of introduction, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about yourself and your family.
0: Uh, Okay, I am... Uh, married and live in Grand Rapids, Michigan Mm -hmm. with my husband, Joe. Uh, We have four kids, ages three, five, seven, and nine. Mm -hmm. Um, Three girls and our youngest is a boy. Exciting. And yeah, I work um, part-time as a labor and delivery nurse. Um, and then stay home the rest of the time. That's
1: wonderful. Well, I've been asking other moms who have been uh, sharing with us this season, uh, what is one special, interesting, or quirky thing about your family?
0: Oh, man. Um, Half of us have birthdays on the third of the month. Mm. So I have a third birthday, and two of my daughters have a birthday on the third.
1: That's fun. I thought
0: that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I would love to ask you, what is one thing that you do or specifically don't do, or maybe a product that you use to make your life just a little bit easier as a mom?
0: Well, something that I learned early on in the game is, um, when I put the baby to bed at night, I always put them in a size larger diaper than they mm-hmm. wear during the day. That's a good so word. That has saved me so many sheet changes. Yes, It's great advice. Um, And the other thing that I do is I always pack lunches the night before. Yeah. So I'm not like, I get a little like a crazy person when I'm stressed. And so if I can do all the prep the night before, then in the morning, it's just about saying good morning to the kids, getting them fed and off to school. Yeah.
1: So would you say you are a morning person or a night owl and what would be your usual routine for that time of the day?
0: Um, well, I am unfortunately more of a night owl. Motherhood yeah. has made me into a reluctant morning person. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, which works out because I work night shift at work, so that part is fun because I'm all all up and about that. But yeah. during the day, I've um, I've gotten used to to just getting up early. So I always um, I always get up in enough time to get myself showered and dressed and ready for the day because. I feel like I'm in a better frame of mind when I feel ready to tackle the day, not groggy in my pajamas, just stepped out of bed. For sure. And then I say good morning to the kids. I help them get dressed and we eat breakfast and pack their backpacks and they're off to school. Wonderful.
1: Well, I have just one more question for you this uh, time. And that is, what is one topic you could talk about forever?
0: Um. I feel like I could talk about having babies forever yes. because not only have I had four of my own, but I work in labor and delivery. So anytime anybody I know is pregnant, I probably talk their ear off about all of these interesting aspects about pregnancy and birth. And I just think it's such a fun and amazing process. I love to talk about it.
1: It is. And I would love to give a little space for you to talk about what you are most passionate about when it comes to that process and journey for moms. I just feel...
0: I guess like there's a culture today that you have to design your perfect birth and everything has to be just right. It kind of like, almost like it's a wedding day. Mm-hmm. Like you have to plan every detail and you you build this day up in your mind and it's going to be just this beautiful, glorious day. Um, and women don't realize that it's really the babies that dictate everything. Yeah. So your baby is going to tell you when you're going to go into labor. Your baby is going to tell you how it wants to come out. It's going to tell you whether it's tolerating labor or not. Yeah. And I just encourage women to be, open and embrace that this day is about welcoming this baby into your lives. Mm -hmm. And it's doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be just as you planned and unexpected things happen, but to keep your eye on the prize of healthy mom, healthy baby and everything else is just part of your story. Yeah.
1: And do you mind if I ask a follow-up question and just say, what are your top tips or um, the advice you give to new moms who are maybe still kind of clutching that idea that they get to control how things go. Um, and, you know, I think that can be a shift when you go from being fully in charge of your whole life to then having to build your life around the needs of another small human. It doesn't always make it easy. So I'm just curious what advice you would give to new moms in that space.
0: Um, I would just advise really finding a practitioner that you trust, um, whether it be a midwife or a doula or um, your OB. Um, because it's a lot easier um, to be open-minded into the the way that this labor is changing course if you trust your provider Mm -hmm. because we with a good trusted provider I mean we we want you to have the best possible outcome for you and your baby and we aren't just saying something to rush things along or because we've got a, a tea time to get to like we're helping you understand what the risks are and what we really think is the safest way for you and baby. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have someone you really love and trust, um, that when they tell you, you know, we need to rethink our plan it'll be easier for you to wrap your head around that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's such a good word. And Teresa, I so appreciate you sharing with us today and I can't wait to share more, another piece from you later on this season.
0: All right. Thanks so much.